I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Hey, I'm Brett Podolsky, co-founder of The Farmer's Dog. We make fresh food for dogs. We started the company when we saw what a huge difference it made in my own dog, Jada, when she stopped eating ultra-processed kibble and started eating fresh, whole food. The Farmer's Dog food isn't fancy. It's just real food delivered to your door in pre-portioned packs. It's better for them and easier for you. Get 50% off your first box at thefarmersdog.com slash podcast. That's thefarmersdog.com slash podcast. Welcome into the 24-7 Sports Football Recruiting Podcast. It is August 23rd. We are here to break down some of the names to know heading into the season, the top uncommitted prospects on the East Coast. I am Blair Angulo, joined by national recruiting analyst Brian Doan. And first of all, Brian, I want to ask you, how are you doing? I'm doing very well after watching Jesse Marsh and Leeds. That was very nice. You got a lot of American flavor there in the Premier League now. Is your heart pumping out of your out of your shirt? Uh, no, I just look forward to like Jesse Marsh being the U.S. coach in 2026 for the World Cup, and we'll leave it there. Okay, so he's starting the resume off on, on a good note, uh, and obviously the World Cup will be here in North America. So maybe at some point, Brian, you and I will have a podcast. We've got four years to, to work that out, but we are here to discuss some football players, and let's start off with a football player that does it all. That would be Nicholas Harbour, one of the top uncommitted prospects nationally, and, and still going Going through his process, what's the latest on the dynamic athlete? Yeah, first of all, great segue, Blair, because his dad played for the U.S. men's national team. So great segue. But the latest with Nicholas Harbour is he set a trio of official visits. And it's going to start off with one to South Carolina on September 17th, which is interesting because um, at last check, his team is slated to play that day. I'm hearing he'll still make the visit. The next weekend, he'll be at Michigan for you know September 23rd. And then he has the one to LSU October 7th. That's what's going on right now with him. I think one of the hot schools to look at with him is South Carolina. He ran in the World Juniors or the Junior Olympics, I'm sorry, at the end of July and early August. And he was able to shoehorn an unofficial visit to South Carolina during that. He wants to make all five visits. I think he'll get them in. I think he'll get some later in, you know, when when we get to November, even early December. Georgia, Maryland, Miami, and USC, Southern Cal are the other four on that list of seven. But for him, it is as much about track, if not football. And so when we're talking NIL possibilities, we are talking about it in two different sports. And in all honesty, Blair, he could be the marquee track athlete in his class and for the next few years. And and that's something that's really going to play a big factor in his recruitment. How does it factor in when he does go on some of these visits? Is he speaking to these track programs? Is he being able to fit in? Because as we know, right, uh, on an official visit weekend for football, it, it's jam-packed. You have meetings with professors. You have midi- uh, meetings with uh, academic advisors, the nutritionists. You're going up to the dorms. You go out to, you know, to the football facility and have all that other stuff. You're meeting with 
members of the team to get a feel for the for the vibe and the culture within the program. How are they fitting in some track stuff when he's when he's on these campuses? Well, uh, first of all, it's a priority, so of course they're going to fit it in. And he actually told me over the summer that the track coaches and the programs were recruiting him harder than the football ones, and, and I think that's just part of you know how things work right now in terms of some of the limitations football has and especially getting ready for training camps but listen you fit in anything it's a priority so maybe a meeting with a professor that takes an hour usually takes a half hour maybe instead of sitting in that defensive meeting with the defensive coach for an hour and a half it's for an hour you have to find time to get him in front of the track coach make sure he sees the facilities i mean to to me in speaking with him Track is just as important to football in this equation when he comes to making a decision. Yeah, and also one of the smartest players in this class from an academic standpoint. Is there a time frame for making the decision? I know you say you want he wants to take the visits, but is there a potential date? Could he drag this out closer to the early signing period? Could you see him maybe holding off until 2023? I could see him holding off until December. I, I know him and I spoke about it because his school in Washington, D.C., Archbishop Carroll, does not allow to leave school in January. You know, you have to finish the year with some of the requirements they have to graduate. He had told me he wants it done in December. He's aware he can wait until February. He does not want to do that. He wants to finish his football season and then turn his attention to track in January. And if you're going through football recruiting, that, that's really difficult to do. Listen, he adds visits, you know, every now and again. Could he make one of these visits and be like, all right, that's where I'm going. I'm going to shut it down without question. I don't expect that to happen. I expect this to be a December decision, but it's a lot of effort, a lot of energy to go through this recruiting process. I just feel like for me, at least, he's going to get this thing done sooner rather than later when it comes to the first signing day. Yeah, a lot to monitor with Nicholas Harbour. Let's move on to Samson Okunlola, uh, another high-caliber prospect, would be a five-star prospect in the 24-7 sports rankings if those rankings were cemented today. Uh, what's the latest with him? I still see some Miami crystal balls for Samson Okunlola. Yeah, and, and I think you know there, there was one train of thought, and, and it came from talking to him, that he could decide prior to a senior season. That was in mid-July when Miami was really making a big push and and they were talking about um, a significant NIL package with him. He has backed off of that. I traded some texts with him a few days ago and he said nothing set up as far as visits right now for the fall and he didn't plan on making a decision. He's going to make some more visits. Now, when you look at a guy like Okinola, right, he's visited Michigan State, he's visited Alabama, he's made an official to Miami. Those are three officials. He has two left, Florida, Georgia, Oklahoma, Oregon are the ones you, you know mentioned most. But the interesting thing with him is he's just getting ready to start practice. I know in other places they're playing their second game soon and what have you, but he's just getting ready to start practice. And then once his season starts, it's pretty much Saturdays through November, through the middle of November. So, and his brother who wound up signing with Pitt went through this in the 22 class to where he almost had to shut down recruiting during the season. And I think for Samson, he won't shut it down. I mean, he'll talk to coaches and, and do stuff like that, but it's going to be very hard for him to make visits. And from speaking with some folks at his school, which is Thayer Academy in Massachusetts, what makes it more difficult is they're going to be practicing on the weekends, especially Saturdays, maybe scrimmage. So 
even sneaking away for a day to where you can get to a game early in the season, it's going to be difficult for him. So I, I think this is going to go on for a while now that he didn't make a decision. I, I hope that Samson Okulola and his family have a lot of room in that DVR to be able to record all these games on Saturdays. If he's going to be practicing and playing his own games, how is he going to catch up on the Miamis and the Alabamas and the Michigan States and, and some of those other schools? Are there maybe two schools that you feel good about him taking officials to? I know you rambled off some contenders. He has two spots remaining. Who's in the clubhouse right now looking looking good for for, for your official visits for Samson Okunlola? Now, Samson's different in that, you know, I could talk to him today and he has nothing set up and in two days he'll have three visits set up, right? That's kind of <laughs> happened sometimes in this recruitment. But right now, he's really intrigued by Oregon from when he went out there. He, he likes Oregon a lot. Kids are always mystified by Oregon when they're here, you know, in the East, they, they hear about the facilities, they know about the Nike and the uniforms and all that stuff. And so there's always a desire to get there. And I think he's a kid that wants to play at a really high level. And so for me, if Georgia can continue to pursue him and, and entice him into an official visit, I, I could see him making one there as well. Yeah, and you mentioned his brother having gone through the process. There's a player that's very familiar with college football and the inner workings of football. Maybe depth charts you look at as well with Samson Okulola. It's a player who, you know, it's very rare to think of an offensive lineman, especially as a true freshman, that could go in there and make an impact immediately. But then you look at Miami and what they've been able to do along the offensive line, obviously with with Mario Cristobal being an offensive line-minded coach. Alex Mirabal, the position coach there as well, has 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 a lot of uh, notoriety to his name. They picked up Francis Maui Goa earlier this offseason, the number one rated offensive tackle in, in the 23 class. Does he look at that have you talked to him about you know the potential for him to team up with some other high caliber offensive linemen i mean he, he talks about it a little bit and he pays attention to what's going on in the recruiting classes but hey, this is something that but you know this and talking to kids that are so highly rated i could see even for some kids that aren't but they think they're the best and that's one of the reasons they are the best. They think they're the best. So if he's looking at a depth chart, it's like, okay, so they got a guy there. I'll just go beat him out. That's their mentality. That's the way they approach it. And so that's how he's looking at it. And, and yeah, I know what Mirabal's done. I know what Cristobal has done. But it's also about who can develop him to be an NFL offensive lineman. And so that's what he's going to look at. You know, look at what Alabama has done with offensive linemen. And, and I think it's those are the things that are at the forefront of his decision and, and the process. There's always a spin that a school can give to make it seem like that's the place that best fits him. In some plays, it's going to be, well, you can play right away. In some plays, it's going to be, well, look at the offensive linemen we've had drafted in the last five years. You know, in other places, well, which O-line coach has stayed there long and which leaves after a year or two? There's a lot of different ways with it. And that's for Samson and his family to sort out. But at the end of the day, I mean, all these kids think they can play, step in and play pretty quickly and they don't get caught up on the depth chart too often. Yeah, those elite players think they're the best, and, and that's how they become the best. Brian, I'm going to talk it into existence. You and I are going to have the best soccer podcast under the the Paramount umbrella, uh, and, and we're just going to be the best. And so now we're saying it, and it's going to happen. Uh, we're going to discuss a, a few other top uncommitted prospects from the East Coast. You are listening to the 24-7 Sports Football Recruiting Podcast. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. 
there's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Knowing how to speak and understand a new language can be an invaluable tool when traveling, meeting new friends, or just even to master a new skill. But it's not always simple when you're bogged down by textbooks and structure classes. That's why so many people trust Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program available on desktop or as an app. It truly immerses you in the language you want to learn, like Spanish, French, Italian, Chinese, and more. You won't just be studying English translations. The Rosetta Stone intuitive process helps you pick up a language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com rs10. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com rs10 today. Welcome back to the 24-7 Sports Football Recruiting Podcast. I am Blair Angulo. I'm joined by national recruiting analyst Brian Doe and also our soccer correspondent. If if you feel like he's, you know, he's kind of digging and he's, you know, getting a little, maybe a little overbearing with his soccer talk, wait until we approach the month of November. He's going to be unbearable as the World Cup approaches. Do you have any early sneaky contenders for the World Cup before we get back into college football? Do I have any? I mean, they're not sneaky, but I I, I mean, is, is there a team I, I think that you're feeling right now? Finally gets it done, to be honest. Wow. I think Argentina wow. finally finally gets it done because you're playing. I, I realize uh, Qatar is close to Europe, but you're not playing on European soil for some of those teams. You know, I, I always like Brazil, but for some reason, I, I keep thinking about Argentina and have for the last few months. All right, you're here. You're here to hear first. <laughs> Brian Don likes Argentina. Get get some little asado there. I mean, everybody's it. running to whatever bet app they use to go somebody against or whoever it is. It won't be Argentina. Yeah, Brian Doan loves gauchos, confirmed. Uh, let's talk about Monroe Freeling. Brian, what's the latest on his recruitment? Yeah, well, you know, we, we spoke about Samson Oak and Lowell and how his season doesn't start for another month. Well, Monroe Freeling's already in his season, the offensive tackle down in South Carolina. He's taking his time with this. You know, when, when you turn and you look and you say, okay, he's made some visits He's not done. He told me he's going to go make some more game day visits. He can he can get in some official visits during the season if he needs to. Florida, Miami, Notre Dame, Michigan, you know, Georgia, Clemson, Florida. They're they're all in the mix still on him. And I just look at it as I, I still feel like Georgia is in the best position for him. He still has an official there. Everything I hear is he'll take another one. He'll take his official there in the fall. He he was at Georgia for multi day visit with his family at the end of July. Alabama's in the running, which had not been in his top seven previously, but then Bama has made a strong push. He was there in late July. 
I think, at least from the way I understand it from speaking with him and some people close to him, he wants to get out and see some more places. And he's not quite there in terms of making his pros and cons list and deciding where he wants to go. It's going to be really interesting because the games begin this weekend, and um, you know, as as much as the recruits want to focus on their on their own season and maybe their own performances on the field on Friday nights and and in some cases on on Saturdays, the pressure I think starts to build for some of these prospects to actually make it to games, make it to campuses, start to figure out their options. You know, spots begin to fill up at certain places and 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 there are no more kind of areas for recruits to be able to commit so i know we're talking about the elite players that have a little bit more leverage uh but i think we will begin to see some, some movement what's the latest on on david hobbs i still see some north carolina crystal balls for him well they're, they're in there because david hobbs was going to make his announcement at the end of july or in early august and then kind of pulled back on doing that when when he got out to some you know places in in late july and so you know david hobbs he, he went out he made official visits to auburn and to north carolina in june and it really looked like that's what he was going to decide on well he's now got one to tennessee on you know for the weekend of september 24th which is when the vols host florida which should be a fun environment and you know i think it'll get to this but you know he's got one set for alabama for the weekend of I believe it's november 25th they play Auburn in the Iron Bowl. And Alabama has done a really good job of quietly pushing for him and getting him on campus. And the last time he was there, he's like, hey, I want to go back. I want to see more. He was there in, in late July. The idea of playing for the Crimson Tide has really grown on him. And here's the other thing. His sister is a big time, I mean, big time basketball recruit in the 24 class and a lot of these schools are saying hey she can come play at this place too including alabama and he told me that you know after that last alabama visit i said well everybody liked it. he goes yeah especially my sister that's something to watch and then the other thing blair you mentioned it when we were talking about monroe freeling and in terms of being able to visit places you know the four schools we mentioned north carolina tennessee auburn and bama you know you feel like okay North Carolina is close, which it is. North Carolina is two hours away, but Tennessee is only four hours away. Auburn's six hours away, and Bama is seven and a half hours away. So even though it feels like his recruitment is starting to spread out more, it's still pretty central to where his location is, to where family can get to see him play pretty regularly. Yeah, it still becomes pretty manageable, and and you know that's an hour drive, a little extra to to get to a, a certain place. You know, I think the the big thing for these recruits is to be able to figure out, you know, how how things shake out with their own schedule, and and right. you know maybe seeing certain games and seeing certain matchups and hearing the recruiting pitches from these coaches and trying to figure out, okay, when do I when do I go? When do I go see things? A lot of them have already taken official visits, including the guy that we're going to talk about next, Desmond Ume O. Zulu. Did, did I get that right? Yeah. Yeah, Desmond. I, I knocked it out. Yeah. De- yeah, our guy Desmond. Uh, Umi, six, Umi six, Zulu. Umi Zulu. Yeah. yeah, our guy 6'6", six, six, uh, 240 uh, yeah. out of the state of Maryland, uh, an edge player, a top 200 prospect number 20 edge in the 24-7 sports rankings. We've got some South Carolina movement on the crystal ball. Ohio State has some picks there, uh, and he has already taken official visits. Yeah, he's taken his five. You know, also North Carolina, Maryland, you mentioned Ohio State, Pitt, and, and South Carolina. And the other guys we talked about, 
we don't know when they're going to announce. You kind of get an idea and a flow for how things are going. Well, we know when Desmond's announcing. He's announcing on Monday with 24-7 Sports on our YouTube channel. So make sure you check that out. And all the information on time and all that stuff will be coming. So keep your eyes on for that. But, you know, when he left his official visit to Ohio State, which was his last visit in June, Buckeyes had a ton of momentum. South Carolina has done a really good job of chipping away, chipping away. And, you know, I'm, I'm close. I'm close to putting in a crystal ball pick. There's still a few things that I'm a little unsettled on. But right now, I, I think South Carolina is the program to beat. We'll see what happens in the next four or five days. But, you know, South Carolina with Coach Shane Beamer, who has a really good reputation up in the DMV area from his time at Virginia Tech when he was at Oklahoma, from when his dad was the Virginia Tech head coach. They have really good momentum up in that region. They just got offensive linemen from nearby in DeMatha, Oluwatas and Babalade, who, you know, is close with Desmond. You know, they know each other. They'll talk. And South Carolina, one thing I've learned in the last couple months is not only do the coaches do a good job at South Carolina, the players inside the program are doing an excellent job recruiting kids. Yeah. And, you know, the thing about Coach Beamer right now is that he does have a lot of buzz, right? This is a program has has been building momentum, not only on the trail, but with what they were able to show on the field. There are some of those, you know, kind of the connections that he's able to make with recruits. Uh, I think, you know, that's one of those programs that I even hear about out West that is is trying, right? That is showing that effort. Um, and obviously it looks like it's paying off. We'll see if it pays off ultimately with Desmond Omeo Zulu, who announces his decision on August 29th. Brian, thank you so much for joining us as we reset the board on the top uncommitted prospects on the East Coast. I appreciate it as always, Blair. All right, Brian Dillon making his way to Qatar soon. Thank you for for joining us and for our producer, Lance Glynn. I am Blair Angulo. Thank you so much for listening to the 24-7 Sports Football Recruiting Podcast. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.